here. Let's uh, bring on our panelists and let's talk about uh, these companies and maybe a little bit of today's action. George and Nicole, uh, George Tillis, Nicole Petalides joining me for some earnings chat. Uh, what a day, uh, guys, number one. I mean, uh, incredible turnaround. Nicole, could your guests believe it? I mean, I guess um, by the time uh, uh, watch list, uh, <laughs> the market hadn't come back quite this hard just yet. Uh, any of your guests expect what was going on here today? You know, I, no one really expected this turnaround. I think that we were all expecting somewhat of a reprieve. Even this morning, my early tweet when I first woke up was, oh my goodness, look at the futures, right? We're down 800 points on the Dow, a, a $100 oil. And then a couple hours passed and I wrote, no reprieve. Um, where was the reprieve? We were waiting for something. I don't think anybody quite expected to come into the green after the NASDAQ was down 3.5% to then see it jump higher. Um, it just was pretty miraculous. It was a pretty great day. Traders love, love, love this kind of day. And traders have told me exactly that today. Okay. Uh, the immaculate uh, bounce back uh, in today's session. George, uh, let's talk some stocks, all right? Uh, because Intuit rallied 6.5% today. Uh, a TurboTax uh, owner that had dropped uh, about three, about $250 from its high uh, as of this morning. So this morning, the Turbo, uh, the Intuit touched $450, which is the lowest price since June. Then it bounced all the way back. And now they're telling us that next quarter they will do about 32 to 33% growth on the top line, but that's after missing some of the trailing estimates. Uh, so it's gonna give back a little bit of today's uh, gain, it seems, but they also declared a dividend. And uh, they say that uh, there's still uh, shares to be rebought. So I'm not sure what to make of this. Uh, can they afford to miss trailing numbers? Well, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we're seeing the stock down fractionally. I mean, if this was uh, any other situation, we see it down quite a bit. But I, I think overall, when you look at Intuit, and one of the reasons why it's been down is we have to consider it part of the software group. And, and even though Intuit basically with QuickBooks and, and TurboTax really serves small businesses and of those who are, who are dedicated to doing their taxes on them uh, by themselves, they have an 80% market share in both of those areas. Uh, it really got caught in with the valuation loftiness with the rest of the stocks again down 26 percent on a year-over-year -year basis now i think overall you know kind of a mixed situation here for the company uh i'm not surprised to see it to the downside a little surprised they missed on both the top line and uh bottom line sales uh declares the dividend of course and it, and it could because it can it has plenty of cash to do so but i think the challenge is is even though as you mentioned 450 dollars I just want to look to see what's going on from a multiple standpoint, and it's still trading around uh, 65 times trailing uh, earnings, which is still quite high. I mean, it, they earned last year or the last four quarters about $7.5. So relative to a $490 stock price, that's still considerably, I would say, lofty in this environment. So we're still seeing some multiple compression in, into it, despite its uh, solid business model and the fact that uh, they're actually moving pretty aggressively to other services for small businesses like payroll processing. They also have Credit Karma, uh, as well as uh, small business financing is another area that uh, Intuit is moving into. Man, I'll tell you what, they're gonna have a pretty hefty expense bill for advertising, I think, because I can't go anywhere these days without um, getting the TurboTax uh, uh, ad. It's like everywhere, um, and uh, they're really going after it. I guess they know that um, it was a pretty good year for personal incomes, Nicole. <laughs> 
Yeah, and they were they had a Super Bowl commercial too, I think, because as I was researching, really, I yeah. Here's the list of the Super Bowl commercials, which then took me away from my. Research oh, well, I had no idea. But it's pretty interesting. But here's the thing about Intuit is that um, on the 14th of February, they already warned us that they were going to be light, right? They were lowering their numbers. They did not give us a refresh of the full year. So I think that was key for today. And what we did learn on the full year guidance was that earnings per share was going to come in a little light. The sales and revenue, that looks like it's still in the range. The lower end of the range is a little light, but has a possibility to come in what the old numbers were. But earnings per share looked a little light. I think also so refreshing the full year was key. You do have an overweight from Barclays on this one, but they did note that it's a late start for people doing their taxes, right? You were talking about QuickBooks and uh, TurboTax, and they're saying that it's been a slow start. And so with that, um, there's going to be, that's why they're pulling their numbers back. But small biz and credit karma were supposed to be the parts with the, rec with the record revenue. Mm. Uh, I like that um, uh, point that uh, revenue here has been climbing and uh, is, is at highs. It's going to be uh, because of those other businesses outside of just the tax product every year, uh, the diversification of their offerings now and some of the uh, big kind of institutional targets that they've made. Right, George, doesn't Intuit now sell to, you know, big companies and stuff? It's not just, uh, you know, uh, Joe and Jane Schmo doing their taxes like me. No, not at all. I think this is an interesting company. I mean, they're they're really aggressively expanding into things like payroll processing, payment solutions, and maybe that's why. Right. They well, they got dragged. And their stock price. But, right, with all the payment yeah, stocks selling yeah, off. And, and that, exactly, exactly. So you can't discount that. I mean, they've done that. That they're expanding their business into those other areas, but it just happened to be perhaps timing and market conditions. But overall, I think into it when you look at the the solidification it has. For small businesses and the uh, the uh, the self uh, the, the DIY, if you will, taxes for uh, for individuals as well as small businesses, they've got the, the largest market share. And this is the season for taxes. Generally, the stock does well around this season, but like I said, it just happens to be that you know right now it just got caught up with the rest of the uh, the software technology firms. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk uh, some crypto here. Uh, Coinbase uh, reports a revenue of two and a half billion dollars, EPS of three dollars and thirty two cents. Uh, sales is a pretty uh, healthy beat uh, relative to the expectations. Uh, this is a, a 4% rally today uh, that happened as Bitcoin made a really sharp move higher uh, to almost $40,000. We saw Coinbase get a lift. Uh, in the aftermarket, a uh, little bit of volatility here. No clear direction just yet, basically even. Uh, but another stock that today made a new 52-week low uh, before the big turnaround. Uh, so I'm uh, not sure what to make of it, um, but uh, obviously a stock that has been suffering and I think pretty well connected to a price of uh, crypto assets mm -hmm. under pressure as well. But I mean, nothing to dislike in the trailing numbers, Nicole. I mean, it's a pretty nice beat. Yeah, it looks like a nice beat, particularly for the sales here coming in. And um, so yeah. that's worth noting. You did have a price target cut over at JP Morgan, new price target of 345 from 447, um, which is still upside potential from where it is at 179. But I think um, some of the other takeaways that are really important here is the take rate is something that had been falling. Right. And this is the profit that Coinbase makes that have been falling and the analysts are waiting now because they think that's stabilizing. And I think that's a key factor. Another thing that caught my attention was short interest has been on the rise 
for this one. It was up 30, over 30% since the last report, um, now making up 3.2% of all the regular shares. And when I see short interest on the rise, don't necessarily love that, right? You start to say, why are they betting against it? And so obviously that is a way to trade. It's fair, it's real. Um, but when you start to see it on the rise, particularly 33%, it certainly catches your attention. Um, as far as what they've been seeing with users, I thought the user base has been growing and that's a good thing as well. The monthly user base, 9.7 million on the last check. And I saw um, that overall, that's some good news, that at least it's going in the right direction. Okay. All right, uh, so Coinbase um, providing a little bit of uh, maybe uh, ammo for the bulls uh, to feel uh, comfortable uh, dipping in. I mean, uh, it's uh, tough to know if uh, the, the trailing numbers will be enough. Um, it seems like uh, for this stock, it's just uh, good luck figuring out what, what crypto does, uh, what Bitcoin does. Maybe someday it breaks away from that. Is that day here yet, George, or will the number of active traders uh, be correlated to how easy it is to make money in crypto? Well, I, this is an interesting one. I mean, I, I think if you look at what's going on just from the price action so far, it's relatively stationary. And I think it should be everyone's trying to decipher what's going on with Coinbase because at the end of the day, as Nicole reported, we have monthly transaction users that are in the nine plus million range. Now, we actually saw this two quarters ago at eight and a half, last quarter about 7.4. So we're starting to see that uh, accelerate once again. And top line sales are growing ex extremely fast. I mean, just looking at the sales number of two and a half billion, the entire uh, previous four quarters were at six billion. So you can see the acceleration of the sales. The earnings profile of Coinbase was, was actually surprising to me when I looked at it. They're profitable. And so I think this is a company that's gotten caught uh, in with the downfall of te uh, technology because Bitcoin effectively is a technology. And I think, uh, you know, eventually, and I can't say if this will be the quarter they do so, uh, everyone will figure out that this company is actually quite profitable and growing extremely fast. So, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, uh, you know, a, it's a prime dealer. They're also a custodian mm -hmm. of assets, but they aren't participating alongside financials because they don't generate the net interest margins that financials do. And, and again, uh, they are moving in the in the areas of collateralized lending. That certainly will help as interest rates rise. Uh, but overall, you know, I'm pretty. I'm pretty um, uh, balanced on it. And I think that's what we see in the after hours. This one could, I'm not just saying, I'm not saying it will, but it could move tomorrow based upon this interpretive analysis of what's going on from a financial standpoint of the company. Because again, it's profitable and it's not trading at a very lofty valuation, despite what many people may uh, may deem as uh, mm. the case. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, speaking of crypto, uh, Block just reported, beat the estimate. Sales also edge out the estimate. And it'll add on to a 7% rally today. Uh, Jack Dorsey's uh, X square still got the ticker, but now it goes by block. Uh, but another one that's got a long trend here to try and turn around. I actually want to uh, more focus on Beyond Meat. Uh, if you want to talk some uh, uh, vegan uh, uh, stocks with me here, Nicole, because um, I kind of jokingly asked Twitter uh, earlier this month, you know, at what point does Beyond Meat become a buy? And for the most part, I was... Uh, got a thread filled with uh, anti-beyond uh, meat uh, vitriol, <laughs> as people were saying, it's never gonna yeah. be a buy. Uh, I don't know, I guess maybe they're right, Nicole, it's getting blasted here today. 
Well, it wasn't a buy at 239 back in 2019. <laughs> it wasn't a buy at 162 52 weeks ago. It wasn't a buy today at 47 bucks because it's down almost 10% now Man. in the after hours, right? So missed on the quarter. Full year guidance is a mess. I'm actually combing through the actual report because you know, Ethan Brown has been a friend of our network. He's come on. He talked about strong growth internationally. But there's no doubt um, that this type of company just faced other issues. Disruption in U.S. retail growth is something that he noted. Um, something I had prepared in my notes was, was supply chain, whether or not supermarket sales could even remotely match the re restaurant sales that they had been seeing. They do have some good partnerships with Beyond Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? It's Kentucky Fried Chicken, but it's made with Beyond Meat, uh, you know, fake meat. And then you have the McPlant at McDonald's. So they do have some good placement, but where is this company fairly valued? And I think that's the true question. Labor shortages was another thing I had in my notes. But um, at this point now, and wait, wait for it, the analysts. I said, oh, let me see what the analysts are saying. Three of 22 analysts had a buy rating. Oh, I mean, man. There was just no love. There was just no love. No love. Anywhere. Okay. And I like them. I mean, I, if you gave me a Beyond Meat burger, I think it tastes great. Their, their video, their promo it. video here gets me every time, except for when they put the fake cheese on. Um, that looks just too fake. Um, but <laughs> it gets, it's close. I mean, people did comment. when I, I was trying to come to the stock's defense a little bit and kind of get the conversation going, George, but a couple people asked, well, do you eat the product? To, you know, Frankly, my answer is, is no. It's not like I have anything against it. It's just, you know, it's not. It's not my flavor. It's a, a fine. I'll be friends with people that want to eat Beyond Meat. I got no issue with it. To each their own. Uh, but it does, I think, also ring true in that, do you remember how much like Beyond Meat there was on the shelves during the pandemic? That also stands out to me too, where uh, maybe they've over-distributed for the consumption capacity at this point. Look, I don't, I don't know the whole market for plant-based meat, but I will say this. Just, just think about this. I mean, Beyond Meat may have actually done well during the pandemic because of the retail sales channel, which is about three-quarters of their sales. Their food service channel is growing, but but here's the, the issue. And, and you can just look at the, the, the sales numbers, which were down about 1% year over year. It's, it's, the sales growth is de declining. So is the stock price. Uh, the price is, of course, reflecting this first. But competition, I think at the end of the day, you think about Kroger or Cisco's or even ConAgra, Nestle, these are all major food-based companies or food conglomerates that all have private label plant-based meats. And so you have to think about the competition. And I think that's the structural challenge for Beyond Meat. I don't necessarily think the brand is enough to sustain its uh, its proudness as, as a leader in this particular space when you have so many large and scalable businesses now that have their own private label brands that compete with Beyond Meat. And, and that's what I have to say about it. And maybe that's why the company is guiding lower. I think that it may not necessarily just be cost of goods sold. In other words, inflation is an excuse. It really comes down to the market, which again, uh, market share Beyond Meat may have had at one point in time, seems to be in decline. And that might be indicative of why sales are in decline. Yeah. Right. And the price point, I think you're right. I think that uh, there were a lot of complaints about the price point, too, over the last couple of years that, you know, it just wasn't yep. cheap. Yeah, true, true. Hard to, um, you know, win people over to a new style if it's going to be uh, costly. Uh, maybe you got to uh, seduce them a little bit with some lower prices. All right, we'll see how they respond uh, uh, to it, if the company makes any changes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, getting dumped here in the after hour, down about 10%.
Uh, thanks, Nicole and George. Interesting uh, uh, different companies here this afternoon. We still have a few others uh, left. Uh, Etsy, too, uh, going to report. And after we saw the big eBay uh, sell-off before today's bounce back, this market certainly has uh, been intolerant of e-commerce companies that don't hit it perfectly. So we'll check in on Etsy as well coming up, but we'll get our panel in here next.